You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi C. Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking to our learning stuff and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah.gmail.com. And, of course, I will answer as many questions as possible. I am just back from a rare mitzvah, rare celebration, rare party, called a pidyon haben, which means the redemption of the firstborn. What is a pidyon haben? Great question. It's a party, there's food, there's Jewish mothers, and we'll get into the details. But of course, first, let's not forget, if you want to check up on the show, you want to find all our episodes, what's going on, go to letstalktorah.net. It's right there on the screen. Let's Talk Torah, no apostrophes, letstalktorah.net. Everything is there. The donate page is there. And to all my dedicated listeners, I know you guys love the show, and I do need your help. So please go to that donate button. We'll spread the word. We'll let people know what's going on. They'll enjoy the show. We'll take care of the studio. We don't have advertisements running all over the place. And you can leave a name. We'll give you a shout out. Memory of, happy birthday, um, happy anniversary. And of course, in advance, I do thank you. So what is a pigeon of Ben? Where does it come from? Why are we doing it? It goes way, way back. Even further than what it seems like. So we're just done with the Passover holiday. And the last plague was the plague of the firstborn, meaning that God killed the firstborn Egyptian and he passed over to Jewish houses and we were all saved. Because of that, God gave a, a, a holiness, a, an extra spirituality connection to every firstborn. And we have to redeem the firstborn. So God says, I saved your firstborn. I gave them an extra bit of sanctity. You have to redeem the firstborn. How will you redeem the firstborn? You will give, I'm going to say five silver coins. It doesn't have to be five, but it's the value of five ounces of silver to a Kohen, and that will redeem the child. And pretty much that's it. So it is a benefit to the Kohen, and it's, a, it's very uncommon. Why is it uncommon? So first of all, it's only the firstborn for the mother. Not the father's firstborn, not the marriage's firstborn, only a firstborn from the mother. It cannot be a C-section, it has to be a natural birth. Um, there, can't, there can't have been any um, late term miscarriages it has to be a boy can't be a girl and neither mother or father can be either a Kohen, a priest or a Levite so if the father is a Kohen or a Levi or if the mother is the daughter 
of a Kayan or a Levi, no Pidyan Aben. So of my group of children married, I have some of my daughter-in-laws are daughters of Levites. One of my daughter-in-laws is the daughter of a Kohen. One of my son-in-laws is a Kohen. So there's not too many chances even in the first place. And most of my kids had girls first. Except my last one who got married, he had a firstborn son, and his wife is not the daughter of a Levite or the daughter of a Kohen. And therefore, we can have this mitzvah, this opportunity called Pidyon Haben. And I can tell you, it's a party, right? There's food. And it's, it's just different. The, the ceremony is, is like fun. Like, if you remember a circumcision, okay, so the rabbi is there and the moel is there and the father is there and someone's holding the baby, but everybody else, some people crowd around. Here what happens like this. There's a table up front. There's a silver tray. And my son, actually, there was a, there's a, a, a lady in, in New Jersey. She actually has all the stuff you need for Pidyon Ben, And it's called the Gemach. It's a free loan. She lends you all the stuff you need. And, okay, you have to buy the silver coins from her because you, you want to give the coin real silver. You, you, you have to pay for it, right? She's not giving you the silver coins. It's about $150 worth of silver, 156 somewhere around there. So that you have to pay her for. She gives you books with all the information and cards. So there's a tray. And around the tray or on the tray, they put sugar, little bags of sugar cubes and garlic. Um... It would seem for the most part, it says anybody who partakes of the meal of this redemption of the firstborn, uh, it says if he fasted like 80 times or 84 times, so sugar is something you can put into a cake or into bread, garlic is something you might put into, into a roast or into a stew or something, so a lot of chicken, so a lot of people can benefit from this meal of the redemption of the firstborn. And the baby is there, and they'll probably have something, you know, nice to wear. And, and the women will put their jewelry on the tray, cause like beautifying the command, beautifying the mitzvah. And as my son said, there's a conversation. So you have the father of the child, and you have a coin happened to have been, it was my son-in-law. So it's all in the family. It was just... It was beautiful. So there's a conversation. The, the father will basically say, oh, this is my firstborn son. And the Kohen will say, well, um, what do you want to do? And the father says, I want to redeem him. And I have uh, five silver coins. And the Kohen says, okay, so you want to redeem your son? And he, he gives him the coins. And then the Kohen, like, uh, almost like what you do before Yom Kippur, when people wave money around their head. So the Kohen is is waving it around the child's head, this is in place of this, this is in place of this, and the kedusha and the holiness. And then he gives the regular priestly blessing of Yerach Hashem Vishmarecha. And then afterwards he sits down, he makes a blessing on a cup of wine. And the father will pick up the child on the tray to symbolize it. The Kohen got his money and I have my child. And for the most part, that's, that's it. Then everybody sits down to eat. And my son spoke, and I spoke, and my son-in-law, the coin, spoke. It's about two hours. You know, by the time they serve the soup and the salad and the meal. And it's, for us, it was the middle of the afternoon. It's, it's all family. 
and most of my family lives in that area, New Jersey. Um, so my brothers came down. So my brother-in-law's sister-in-law's came in. The other side's family was there. They're a smaller family. So I don't know. Whatever they were, it was a nice crowd. That overwhelming. Everyone had a really nice time. It was good to see everyone. And again, it's like an unusual type of mitzvah. So my grandchildren were there because, like, why not? Why, why wouldn't you want to go to a family simcha, family party, to an event that's rare? In every family, it's rare. I have, from all my children married, um, this is the only one so far. I have a few more children not married yet, so I still have a few more opportunities. But every family, no matter how many children there are, it's, it's, it's rare and it's beautiful. So once we're into this big dinner band, let's take a few more minutes to discuss um, what's going on. So it says that this command of redeeming the firstborn is, is meant to remember that God took us out of Egypt. So it comes out like this. comes out there's really three things that we do to remind us. There's really a lot of commands that we do to remind us that we left Egypt. But there's three that are like all intertwined. The, there's a Torah portion that's actually in the tefillin that we wear and the phylacteries that we wear that discusses this, these three commands that are intertwined to remind us that God took us out of Egypt. What are they? There is, we eat the matzah, right, the unleavened bread. We eat the and bring the Passover sacrifice, and we redeem our firstborn. So it's interesting. Two of them, you do Passover night. The third one is way more rare. So what happens? We eat the matzah to remember how fast we left Egypt. We bring the Passover sacrifice to remind us that God judged and judged the Egyptians and punished them and let us go free. And the Pidyan Aben, the redemption of the firstborn, is that God saved us. So again, the Matz is how fast we left. The Passover sacrifice is symbolic that God passed over our houses, but he, he judged and he destroyed the Egyptians and their idol. Their idol was the sheep. And the Pidyan Aben is to remember that God saved us, right? That our firstborn was saved, so therefore we redeem our firstborn. It's not only the relatives of those firstborn that were saved. But in general, God saved the firstborn, we redeem our firstborn, and that, that is how we remember how God took us out of Egypt. However, there are other, um, other thoughts that we do um, t- uh, for or because of this redemption of the firstborn. So there's a Yerushalmi, Yerushalmi um, tractate, Talmud, that says that we sold Joseph, meaning the brothers. When the brothers sold Joseph down the river to be a slave in Egypt, so we sold Joseph, the firstborn of Rachel, for 20-some type of silver coin, and therefore we have to go ahead sort of as a forgiveness for that action we have to redeem our, redeem our firstborn. But the Meshach Achma says, very interesting, he says that, like, I mean, it's true, 
right? The, the brothers sold Joseph. It's true. They sold Joseph. And this, the, the amount they sold him for is the same amount we use to redeem our firstborn sons. Um, but how does that connect to, to God saving the firstborn in Egypt? So he says, everything is divine intervention. He says, it's interesting, he says it this way. He says, a person shouldn't think that a person's in a bad situation and God will come and save the day. That's not what's happening. What happens is God has an entire plan. Part of the plan is the person will be in a situation and the end of the plan is God will take the person out of the situation. So you could say, well, it's not fair. Like, why is God putting me in a bad situation to save me? Don't put me in the bad situation and don't save me. No. It's necessary. Every situation for a person's in is necessary. We had to be in Egypt to sort of filter out the good and the bad within us, and then God could take out the bad, and we're left with the good. There's, there's all kinds of reasons why we needed the situation. When a person's in a rough situation, God wants the person in that situation. We grow from the situations. We grow from suffering. At the same time, God's not going to leave us hanging. He's going to take care of us. But it's all part of the plan. So what happens like this, the, the Yerushalmi is saying that God had an entire picture over here, an entire plan. The plan started with us selling a firstborn all the way through going into Egypt, all the way through being slaves, all the way through suffering, all the way through the 10 plagues. And then we leave Egypt with the firstborn being saved, the Jewish firstborn and the Egyptian firstborn being killed. So it's one long picture. So the Yishalmi is saying, and that's what Meshachacham explains, that, that when we look at the command of Pidyan Aben, the idea is we are looking at a long-range plan. That God was involved from beginning to end, from the beginning of the firstborn situation to the end of the salvation of the firstborn. All that was all part of the same plan, and that's partially or one of the things we are thinking about that we are remembering um, when we see, when we're involved with a pidgin Uh So time is ticking. So that's, I wanted to, I thought, most important for today. Uh, we should get into that uh, redemption of the firstborn. Just something fascinating, something interesting. If you ever have an opportunity, if you ever have an opportunity, certainly it's something that you want to see because, uh, you know, we all get to do Passover, right? We all, there's a lot of commands. We all get to hear shofar, right? We all could hear the, you know, the Torah being finished on Simchus Torah or hear a Megillah. There's a lot of commands that are common. We get to do them all the time. There's some that are rare. And when you have an opportunity to be involved in a rare one, don't, you know, don't lose out on the opportunity. It's a beautiful thing. And I got to drive back and forth. So basically, from Monday afternoon, we left, and we were back by uh, Wednesday evening. So that's a pretty quick uh, in and out. That's, I think, the way my wife likes it. So we are in what's called the Svira period, the counting, the 49 days of counting from the second day of Passover, leading us all the way up to the holiday of Shavuot, of Tabernacles, uh, a Pentuch, I'm sorry, of Shavuos. And it's a very interesting holiday because it's the only holiday that's not a calendar holiday. It Again, you count 49 days 
from the second day of Passover when a certain sacrifice called the Omer was brought. And you count 49 days. And then day 50 is Shavuos or Shavuot. So it's the only holiday in the, in the, in the Jewish calendar which is not technically based on a calendar day, right? Passover is the 15th of the month of Nisan, and Sukkot is on the 15th of Tishrei, and Yom Kippur is on the 10th day of Tishrei, and Hanukkah is the 25th of Kislev, and Purim is the 14th of Adar. But Shavuos is not dependent on the calendar. It happens to be it always comes out on the sixth day of Sivan, but it doesn't have to. But once the rabbis instituted a, a mathematical calendar, so it always works out that way. However, um, as many of you may know, if you're not familiar, that's what I'm telling you now, people do not make weddings during this period of time. We don't listen to music. We don't get haircuts. And it's basically a 33-day period, whether it's the first 33 days or the last 33 days, because there were different tragedies that took place during this period of time. The most famous of those tragedies is the great Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students that all died in a 33-day window. All these students, all this Torah, all these people dying, like, what's going on? And it says, why do they die? Because they didn't show the proper honor to each other. These were all great people. So they must have felt, I'm great, he's great, we're all great. I don't have to stand up. We're buddy buddies. So that, the Talmud says no. When each of these individuals were so great, they each represented Torah. Torah could not be passed down through people that did not show other Torah scholars proper respect, and they all died. Rabbi Akiva had to get himself five new students, and that's really where our Torah, everything we have, the Mishnah, the Talmud, is all based on Rabbi Akiva and his five famous students. Not all, but for the most part, um, their names come up everywhere. And because of this great tragedy, so we don't make weddings during this period of time, therefore not listening to music, therefore not getting haircuts. Um, there also, by the way, the Crusades, there was a lot of tragedies during this period. Um, uh, Hamelneki also during this time period wiped out hundreds of thousands of Jews when he, you know, came in um, from, I don't know, it was exactly Mongolia, but from the, those the steeps it was called, and he was after the Polish nobility and therefore was after the Jewish people also because the nobility and the Jews were very intertwined. They weren't the peasants. We were the business people, or we ran all the inns in the forest. We took care of things for the noblemen. So we got uh, uh, connected with them, and there was a lot, a lot of death, and therefore people will not make weddings. It is true that... Um, oh, I think I hear my music playing. And that means we are going to have to continue this another time. So the music is playing, and I hope you enjoyed it, short and sweet. Thank you, of course, to all wonderful sponsors and listeners. You know, I can't do it without you. Thank you to the production team. We have Alan in the back today. I hope I've left you with some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NRM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it.